Welcome in to episode 12 of the Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch alongside Jeff Colath. And uh, we're here to take a trip through the live catalog of Widespread Panic and um, appreciate everybody joining us on this journey. Uh, and especially this week, we appreciate Jeff for joining <laughs> us. Sorry. Sorry, Harvey. Sorry <laughs> to our listening public for having to yes, op- more. opt out. The apologies need to go to them more than to me. <laughs> um, yes, I live. I live in Memphis, and we were uh, without power for six days last week, uh, both at my home and at my place of work. Um, so that made for a long week, even though I was gone for the first part of it. But thankfully, it hadn't gotten too hot yet. But the uh, the crews came around Friday afternoon, Friday night cleaned everything up so it's been catch up so i was not able to join you for this week's episode so it's but i uh i I did listen to the music i did i did do my homework i did um but uh but yes that was a good show Um, thanks 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 for carrying my water harvey well as i was mentioning uh before we went on the air my back is hurting and i think most of it was just from having to carry all the weight last week (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to bring the show uh, to the people. But um, it was funny as I was getting ready to record, I was, you know, talking to my wife, you know, about the fact that I was going to have to do it by myself. And she said, well, you know, you ought to do your theme this week ought to be like dark songs because, you know, Jeff's in the dark. And I was like, oh, that's not a terrible idea. But uh, I didn't have enough time to like, you know, pick out the, you know, best version of, uh, you know, four cornered room and blight and, you know, <laughs> that, that, all those songs. So. That is a great idea. Yeah, to, we'll have to do that sometime. Yeah. Well done. I think that, that, and that's that definitely we could do that. That's good panic. Dark panic is good panic. Um, well, we definitely have some dark, uh, dark panic, uh, that we'll be covering today or, uh, this week. Um, our theme is, uh, zoo shows, and uh, we had a we had a request from a listener to to touch on the uh, Cincinnati Zoo show from Ju- uh, June of 1996, and um, not you know just specifically to play some stuff from that, and that got us to thinking that you know uh, Panic has played uh, you know a handful of shows at zoos over the years, and maybe that's what uh, we should do this week is is play some selections from uh, performances at zoos yeah and these have always been some of my favorite shows too that cincinnati zoo show thank you to our i know i know at least we have one fan we are a fan um that is uh making requests and that was a good one because that show is great and then this um may 95 show from the jackson zoo in in mississippi that we're going to play has been a favorite for a long time too and Playing a couple other things that, frankly, I hadn't. If I if I ever listened to it, I haven't listened to them in a long time. So it's been homework was fun this week. Yeah, yeah, no, and you know, and it was cool listening to uh, the different spots. Like, it really seemed like the band kind of had fun. Like, you know, their interaction with the crowd and like talking about the animals, and it, it just seemed like it, it kind of put them in a different uh, a different mindset playing in that uh, environment. The uh, some of the comments on panic stream comments on panic stream are usually pretty entertaining anyway, but these were particularly good because they were talking about specific animals and like peacocks wandering around and sort of even the fans noticing animals sort of some of them 
acting nonplussed, but it sounds like some of the music may might have uh, stressed a few of the critter, <laughs> critters out during the course of during the course of the show. Um, and again, I I saw I've been at one show at a zoo. I saw Modesky, Martin, and Wood at the Minnesota Zoo in um, 1998, and you know, it was one of those things where the the show was really great. It was outdoors on like a Sunday evening and it was just like a perfect setting for, for, for music. It's a great little amphitheater they have there in Apple Valley too, but um, I have not been to these other ones, but they, uh, but yeah, it's a cool setting. It's a good outdoor spot and Panic's a, a perfect band for that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, I remember at least with the Cincinnati show, it was, you know, ten dollars or something but for the show for the concert but it got you admission to the zoo as well and um you know as a college student that wasn't exactly something that we did very often but it was kind of a cool excuse to go in and you know hang out with the elephants and um you know just have an afternoon at the zoo Mm -hmm. they could do they could do family friendly zoo shows now for all of us all of us out there with little kids all of us old all of us olds also old that's right <laughs> all, right, all right well uh, yeah let's get things going we've got uh we've got you know quite a few selections uh this week so um the first uh the first selection will be from uh from the jackson zoo not the 95 show you mentioned but one the year before in 1994 uh in the summer uh, in J- uh, July 30th of 1994, and um, this is a this was this was your your pick. Anything specific jump out to you? I think the the best. It's a great way to open our show because Gary's intro for this show is pretty entertaining. So I think that was the part that I really liked. And it's again, it's a solid, it's a solid 94 show um, overall. And I think the opener is probably. Um, the best part of the show and i think we'll 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 we'll, we'll turn it over to the band uh july 30th 1994 the jackson zoo down in mississippi good evening jackson how y'all doing oh it's great to be out here in the big old outdoors by the zoo with all the wild animals freaking out many thanks to soul pocket for getting things started white buffalo for filling in that mental slot that little lady can sure sing and dance, can't she? We want everybody to have a good time. Remember to be kind to your neighbor out there and don't throw anything in way. Throw it that way. You guys ready to rock and roll? All the way from Athens, GA. It's Capricorn Recording Artist. Widespread Panic!
All right, that was Widespread Panic at the Jackson Zoo in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, July 30th, 1994. The opening two songs from a, a one-set show there in the heart of summer 1994, Junior into Porch Song. Um, I don't know who scheduled... I, I've only lived in the Mid-South for two years, but I don't know who would schedule an outdoor show in Jackson, Mississippi at the end of July. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is insanity to me. Um, well, they they yeah, that was right in the middle of a bunch of outdoor... Um, yeah. You know, I mean, they're... The, the, they Montgomery the, the Night Blue Show in New Orleans. But yeah, the Montgomery the Night Before, Pensacola's outside, Augusta's outside, Savannah's outside. Uh, yeah, they're playing so much outside sweat. in July. So much sweat. <laughs> Um, and the other thing about this show is that we were just talking about is this is a power outage show. Um, one of the several that panic has had in their, in, in, in their career. Um, uh, but yeah, it cuts off right in the middle of ain't life grand, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Unfortunately, this, it's always fun to hear, you know, a few of them, it would be, you know, you can kind of hear where like the power cuts out and the crowd reacts and, uh, this one, it just, the, the song just sort of ends, you know, you don't hear the actual power outage. Um, but, uh, yeah, here about, they get about five songs into the second set and, uh, a life grand with Samantha Woods. And then there's a power outage. <laughs> what does Gary say about Samantha Woods? That little lady can show sing and dance, can't she? <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, oh, Gary. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I think this is a, again, I think I, you know, to be honest, probably haven't listened to a ton of Summer 94. I remember that Montgomery show. I had that show for a long time and listened to that. Um, this one's a pretty good show overall. It's it's nothing, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire, but it's a pretty, pr- pretty solid set. And I really do like the junior porch opener um, um, overall. So any, any closing thoughts on this one? Um, no, no, it's a good show. I mean, uh, you know, 94 is, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I think the band, uh, I, I, I consider spring 95 where they sort of, you know, on the corner mm-hmm. uh but but it's cool to see sort of flashes of of what they're going to become and and i think you see that a lot in 94 yeah all right so, so we're gonna stay in we're gonna stay at the jackson zoo frankly um <laughs> for for our second show and that's uh from may 14th 1995 and harvey you made the the selection for this one I did, yeah. I kind of overruled you. You had, you, had <laughs> picked a, you picked a uh, a part of this uh, the show um, a little bit later in the second set, which is great. I mean, I, if you haven't listened to the show, definitely check it out. I mean, from start to finish, uh, this is a great this is a great show. But um, the, the part the the segment here uh, that we're gonna play is I remember the first time I heard it and being like, did that? Did I just hear like what was that exactly? Because that sounded really weird and uh so it's such a sort of a unique moment in panic history that i felt like uh if we this may be our only opportunity to to visit the show that we needed to make sure that we include uh this segment in uh in this week's show and the fact in my absence you've become power hungry and just will over overrule me at at the first sign of weakness i understand no, I'm, it's fine. I'm pretty sure that 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 was the case before uh <laughs> i felt that way i felt that way before you left me hanging and now that you uh now that you, yeah you've opened the you opened the door enough for me to kick it through kick it kick it wide open sure well and the fact that you know how to do all the technology and i don't makes that you executive producer and me just junior producer or something um and i did want to mention you know the uh not all of these these shows that we're going to talk about uh, this week, but um, the show from from ninety four to Zoo with uh, Soul Pocket and White Buffalo, and then um, this show has some pretty good openers too. Um, the, it, the openers, the openers were. Say, tell us who they are. <laughs> the openers were uh, Junior Kimbrough. Blue Mountain and Law of Nature. Now I don't know who Law of Nature is, but Blue Mountain was a uh, was sort of was a popular band in, on this you know Southern Circuit, and uh, obviously Junior Kimbrough, uh, a pretty big influence on the band. He was uh, he opened for them in one of the shows that that I covered by myself last week. Um, yeah, that's right. He did back in in one of the, the Memphis show. shows. Yeah. Um, and considering the special guests that they had uh, uh, for for this show, it's a wonder that Beanland didn't uh, open up for this gig. Yeah, yeah, George McConnell, and uh, this was the third appearance. He played with them in Starkville, Mississippi, in '93, and then Mud Island the night before this show, May thirteenth, right. and then uh, and then the show in Jackson uh, on May fourteenth. 
So. And, and George's first zoo show with widespread panic because he the panic played at the Oklahoma City Zoo about oh, 10 years, five months and 10 years later. They played there October of 2005. Um, didn't, which, didn't quite make the cut on this. It was we, we did discuss, including uh, including that, uh, but just too much good stuff uh, from Hauser era. It just didn't, didn't make the cut. Sorry. <laughs> Again, we'll add that to my... Uh, to my editorial decisions. That's right. Um, but yes, this is a great show. Another in a good, entertaining um, Gary intro to start off. Great knocking around the zoo opener. Um, and then we'll pick up sort of in the middle, towards the toward the middle end of the first set. Um, and you look at Everyday Companion, it doesn't have the the first song that they play is accidental as it may have been. Oh, it does well, say that, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it does, just, in the notes. It, it so, the yeah, notes. So, so in Everyday Companion, this segment is, is shown as Papa's Home into Me and the Devil Blues into Papa's Home. Uh, and then in the notes, it says Me and the Devil Blues lyrics by JB at the beginning of Papa's Home. And so here's my theory on this. They start the, they're playing Papa's Home, and they start playing Papa's Home, and JB forgets what song they're playing and he starts singing me and the devil blues. And then pretty soon after that, he realized that, that they're actually playing Papa's home. And so, you know, he's, he sort of calls an, calls an audible and they finally come back together and play Papa's. And it, it's my theory that they never were intending to play me and the devil blues, but that because JB sort of opened that door, they decided they were going to drop it in, uh, and then come back and wrap up Papa Sam at the end. I, I mean, I to me, again, I can under your. I think JB probably did forget. Um, but the songs are, they do. Like, I'm not a musician, so I'm sure the musicians out there and other folks will disagree. But on a very simplistic level, the intros of those songs can be mistaken for one another. Um, I think, and I also like how the band actually starts to change sort of with JB as he starts to sing it. And they, <laughs> yeah. They're like, and Oh, maybe I guess we're going to play me in the devil. And they kind of fall in behind him. Um, but then he realizes his mistake and then he does sort of the, the, the lyric jumble there before they kind of change back. And then they go, they, they change into Papa's, but it's an entertaining segment to say the least. Um, and you're right. One that's, uh, JB's made some mistakes, but this one's pretty good. They, um, they, they never, they never before and never since put me in the devil inside of Papa's home. So that makes me think that that was not necessarily planned. <laughs> yes. And probably the, uh, don't do that again. You're messing me up conversation. Maybe at that break that night, but, um, so, well, let's yeah, get to so, the music. Should we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Normally we don't do all the exposition before, uh, but this one was is sort of, you know, it's kind of hard to follow if you don't necessarily know what you're listening for. So wanted to kind of lay it all out there for everybody. But um, so we'll return to the Jackson Zoo in Jackson, Mississippi, May 14th, 1995, uh, picking up uh, the latter part of the first set.
Must be an evil spirit.
All right, that was Widespread Panic from the Jackson Zoo um, in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, May 14th, 1995. Um, a Me and the Devil Blues uh, teaser into Papa's Home, uh, into Me and the Devil Blues, um, and then back into Papa's Home right towards the end of, of the first set of what is really a very good show. I, You know, 95 shows have always been favorites for me. Um for, for have been some favorites of mine for a long time. This show I love. It is it is a very loose show. Um, I wouldn't say it's the tightest that Panic has ever played, but the set list is really good. It's played well, but it's very loose. It's clear they're having fun. Um, transitions aren't exactly what I would call super tight in some places, but they play a lot of great songs. I mean, the stuff with George, um, McConnell ain't no use one by one. Um, a really great encore with Postcard and Floozy. Um, and then just, just sort of great sort of mid first set stuff um, that 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 they did too. So it's a good show. Highly recommend the whole thing. All right, so let's go. We spent a couple uh, a couple segments here in uh, the Jackson Zoo, which I'm sure is nice. But uh, let's head up north uh, to Cincinnati, Ohio, to the zoo up there. Uh, this is June 1996. Um, you know. Uh, in the middle of the of the summer '96 tour, which is a, a great tour, and um, I was lucky enough to be at, at this show. Um, like I said, it was cool because the the ticket to the show got you into the zoo, and then the uh, the venue was really just like a field, you know. I mean, it was just a grass field with a stage and some you know beer trucks in the back and porta potties. Like that was the that was the setup. Uh, and I, I couldn't imagine there'd been more than, you know, a thousand or so people there, but, um, it was, a uh, it was a good show. And, and the, the first set, uh, is really, really good. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Great stop go. Um, I, I really wanted to include that in this segment, but, um, I wanted to, this, this segment from the second set is, is too good to not, uh, play. So, uh, that was that was my editorial decision once again. I'm just I'm wielding power mercilessly. <laughs> I'm gonna, before long, I'm going to be telling the FBI director to stop investigating people. <laughs> I was going to say we're we're going to have to have some sort of hearings um, involving our wives and children. Maybe <laughs> they'll have to make a decision about your 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 fitness to lead or something. Um, Anyways, yes, this is a great this is a great show. It is, yeah. And so, uh, one thing that that I wanted to point out for um, before we get into the music is, uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll save it for after. Uh, I'll save it for for the backside. So, um, about halfway into the second set, it's the big meaty meat meaty part of the of the second set, and um, we'll uh, we'll throw it to the boys.
All right, Widespread Panic at the Cincinnati Zoo, June 18th, 1996. Uh, Middle of the second set, Radio Child, and then Sleepy Monkey into Airplane into Do What You Like, the great Blind Faith song that Panic uh, has covered since really the beginning of the band, but almost back back in the 80s. Uh, They've been playing that song a long time. And... um, Harvey, you were you were at this show, and you you're sort of our June eighteenth, nineteen ninety six expert. So I'm going to turn to you for some for, for for some analysis on this great show. Um, yeah, well, I appreciate that. I mean, expert among other things, I'm an expert on the on this show. But um, yeah, I'll I'll walk through it a little bit. the the first The first song, Radio Child. Um, I, I think that was it was maybe the first time I had seen it that it, what this debut that debuted in like spring of 95 I think um, yep. Yep. March. so it, it wasn't like a brand new song but it seemed it still seemed pretty fresh to me like they were trying to kind of flesh out what they were going to do with it and um, I mean it definitely as it grew up it, it 
it was never really a, a mid second set kind of song, you know, I mean, it was, uh, uh, at least my recollection, you know, it was a good first set or mm-hmm. early, you know, kind of scene setter, but, um, how it was presented in this show, it seemed just a little more, um, exploratory, like the, 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 the jams inside of the song seemed to, um, stretch a little bit longer than, you know, certainly than like the album version or even, you know, I think more of a, a standard version, uh, in later years. And, um, you didn't, I don't think he, I don't think Jojo was playing the clavinet. He was more like organy. So I think that kind of contributed to it feeling a little more, um, kind of spacey, a little more, you know, just a little more expanded. So I thought that was just kind of a cool version. It was it clocked in at almost eight minutes, which is certainly not a standard radio child length. Um, and then Sleepy Monkey, uh, just one of my favorite songs. This is a great version. Obviously, uh, being in the zoo, you know, the, this was one of the songs that, you know, you called, that you would call going into this, to the show. Uh, and this is a great version. It has the uh, little running away, uh, little Bob Marley rap there in the middle. And um, love hearing, right before JB starts singing it, he plays the sort of running away theme on the slide guitar, um, which I thought was really nice. And then uh, they drop into airplane, um, you know, which is always great and uh, a really good jam. And you you hear there's there's a point sort of in the jam where um, school says. My recollection again. This is a little hazy. This is 21 years ago, um, but I think JB got hit in the. It, like hit by something right before then and I wasn't like right up front so I don't remember exactly what it was but like if I had to guess I would say like somebody threw a shirt up there so it wasn't like he got hit by like a you know a bottle or something but he you know he definitely he was like you know and so I think so my recollection was that schools was like all right but everybody chill out but then like my my other like reading into that is that that that's why they play do what you like that it was a um that it was a statement on what had just happened. But again, 21 years ago, and I'm, you know, I may not have been completely, you know, I may have been creating some things in my mind at that point. So um, maybe that's not exactly how it went down, but that's how I remember it anyway. And that's, that's a story and I'm going to stick to it. That's, that's, yeah, I do. Uh, um, and, you know, panic, taking that and changing their set list maybe and adding a song is a much more mature way to handle it than something like somebody like Chris Robinson who would you know go on like a 15 minute rant about about people throwing stuff on stage and giving everybody a lecture as to um, show etiquette and how to act <laughs> and that kind of thing so yeah um, and in 1996 Chris was doing a lot of that so. <laughs> a lot and and I think that may, may you know that could also have led to the different trajectories that the Black Crows and Watchmen <laughs> Panic had over their careers from that point onward. Fair but, point. Um, that is a good. Yeah. That's a good point. That is, they do. I would say maybe their paths may converge somewhere in 1996 um, in terms of venue and popularity. Hmm. This is a. We can come up with a name for this theory, the Robert, the Robinson Bell theory, or something like that, of uh, of, of 
of band of ba- of band trajectory um of on stage etiquette on stage etiquette is inversely proportional to um success right to on, <laughs> a rising band success or failure um and, and and if my theories are correct this would be the second consecutive show in that or second you know second straight passage that we've played where the band has mid-set decided to play a song that maybe they hadn't originally planned to play talk about the papas me and the devil sure i mean you were talking about radio child and i was looking at they played it nine times on the summer tour that year um and they basically played it every third show in june june 1st june 5th june 10th june 14th june 18th june 22nd and june 27th and then right after that tour ends that's when they go into the studio and do bombs and butterflies right hmm that would make sense because that was a pretty long stretch, you know, between tours. And yeah, I, I should go back and listen to some of the, you know, some of the other radio childs from that summer mm-hmm. here. If that was, you know, if that was something they were doing in other shows, but um, it definitely just stuck out to me. I remember seeing it, thinking that it was, it kind of had more like a ride me high feel, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. that that kind of, and, and I think part of what you know maybe contributed to it and i and i you know this is one of the things i do remember and and this is what i love about outdoor summer shows that you know the first set is like light uh, you know it's light outside and things are are tight Mm -hmm. and you know it's concise and then they come out at set break and it's like dark and the lights are a little more effective and the smoke on the stage is a little more effective and things just get a little more interesting you know yeah, that's. I mean, I you've that that is all. Man, you are full of solid observations and analysis. I'm glad I threw it to you um, to talk about all this stuff. Um, you're right. You're, you're you're absolutely right about that. Thinking back to um, some of the outdoor shows that I've seen, especially like in big fields, like the Harmony Park shows from 2000 and 2001. And then a show that I don't particularly did not particularly like when I was there, and I still don't particularly like it. Um, it was from July of 2000 in in Ohio, and they played the Cuyahoga Valley. Um, but that show, I remember, sort of the first set being there's a really good diner, I guess, in that first set, but also very light and sort mm-hmm. of fluffy. And then, yeah, you're right. Sort of the second set is when they tends to get a little dark and can sometimes get a little weird too. So. Um, yes, solid observation. Yeah. The other, the other show that, that sticks out in my mind that was like that just from being there was the red mile 96 show. That was the first set was like in daylight and, you know, a little more concise the first set diner in that show too. And then the second set it's mm-hmm. dark and it gets, you know, and things get, get weird and cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go back to, the zoo shows and our fourth selection for the night will go a little bit further north or quite a bit further north. We'll head up to Apple Valley, Minnesota to the, <coughs> excuse me, um, the Minnesota zoo, a great little amphitheater, um, kind of smack dab in the middle of a, of a really nice zoo and July 15th, 1994, to be precise, again, the middle of a, the, the summer 94 tour where you already talked about playing a lot of outdoor shows, um, a lot of one-set shows or mostly one-set one shows. And this one is a, is a pretty good show, but the, the set closer is what we're going to play 
for this one, and it's a really, really great version of Low Spark of High Heeled Boys uh, featuring Kofi Burbridge on flute. And listening to this again for the first time in a while, um, listened to a couple times actually today, um, it's such a good version of the, uh, of the song. Um, you know, obviously it's a traffic song. Chris Wood played multiple horns or played horns and he also played flute and played flute um, um, on a lot of their stuff. And so Kofi just fits in so mm-hmm. well with the no. band on this version. It's really, it's really good. And then of course there's a great little uh, JBism at the start, calling it a, a little lullaby for the critters before, before they, before they start the show so or, or before they start the song. So it's a good one for sure. Yeah, no, I I did. I'd never heard this before, and it really, yeah, it's it it fits the song so well. And uh, but not a not a you know not used to hearing a flute with panic. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know it's not that this one the only time uh, that that that, that well, Carl Denson, right? Carl played it, but um, but not many other instances, I don't think. But uh, it was a mm-hmm. it was a cool it was a cool um version for sure so and you you'd been to this venue you said yeah so I, it's a great uh, little yeah. great little place and they yes. still i think they still do shows up there so yeah it looked like it was uh kind of like bleacher seating you know kind of a semicircle yep. and not very deep like maybe 15 or 20 rows but wide it looked like an interesting venue yeah yeah pretty shallow i remember like when we were there we taped the show and we're sort of like halfway back kind of by the board. And it was really, I mean, the tape sounded great. So I mean, that's what I remember. The show was really good too, but really nice. I mean, again, Minnesota summers are certainly a hell of a lot different than Mississippi summers. So this one <laughs> makes a little bit more sense. Right. Just a lot more, maybe a lot more mosquitoes and maybe bigger mosquitoes in Minnesota. Um, but it was a, but it was a, it's a great little place and I th- again I think like you talked about earlier the band definitely responds when they get to play in cool places and they definitely did this night for sure so let's go to Apple Valley Minnesota um, July 15th 1994 low spark of high heeled boys a lullaby for all the critters Oh, 
Kofi, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. July 15th, 1994, from the Zoo Amphitheater in Apple Valley, Minnesota, uh, in the Minnesota, is it the Minnesota State Zoo or just the Minnesota Zoo? What what do we call it? It's just the Minnesota Zoo. Minnesota Zoo, okay. Um, Low Spark of High Heel Boys with Kofi Burbridge. Uh, The Aquarium Rescue Unit opened up this show, and uh, this was the closer um, from this one set show in 94. So that that will put a cap on the music that we're going to play from uh, the performed at zoos, and one of the sort of uh, running themes of shows played at zoos by Widespread Panic was there was usually one song that they always played, "Knocking Around the Zoo." Well, you and get so, to you get to hear a version of "Knocking Around the Zoo" not played at a zoo. I think is yeah. what people get to win this. Yeah, season. so we thought we would kind of mix it up and uh, play "Knocking Around the Zoo," not from the zoo. So, um, kind of reached into a hat and picked one out. And um, this was—I didn't even realize this is a show that you were at. This is one that I threw out there just because I thought it was neat that uh, that the Dirty Dozen was playing on it. I think it's probably the only time they played on "Knocking Around the Zoo." Yeah, it's a it's a show from November two thousand one, um, also in Minnesota, St. Paul, um, on the other on the other side of the river, and um, it was a pretty it's a pretty good show. Um, sort of first set, I don't remember anything too terribly um, compelling, but second old neighborhood ever, which is a one of the I really like that song. Um, and then second Bayou Lena ever in the second set. And then the portion of the show with the Dirty Dozen who did that little run with them at Halloween, this show at St. Paul, and then the next night in Madison. Um, they do a knocking around the zoo and then superstition. And, um, of course, Terrence Higgins on drums and percussion during drums. And then coming out of drums with the Can't Find My Way Home, which was which is always great. This is when I was in grad school and it had driven up and it was always a good song to hear when you're when you're out on the road with the boys. So that was... That was good and fitting. So, but yeah, this is a really good version of knocking around the zoo, um, and again with some horns. So, let's get to it.
All right, Widespread Panic from the Roy Wilkins Civic Auditorium in St. Paul, Minnesota, November 1st, 2001, uh, with a pretty solid version of Knocking Around the Zoo with the Dirty Dozen Brass Band, um, closing out our our zoo-themed show for this week, um, and of course, closing it out with a song that's pretty obvious, but also closing out with a, a, zoo, a, a zoo song not played in a zoo, and... Um, a uh, another good performance, uh, but by, by the boys on this song. Always a song that I don't, you know, never have never gotten tired of hearing them play. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it's great and a great version. That you know, sort of interpretation they do of that James Taylor song. But um, yeah, and definitely if you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard the uh, May '95 Jackson Zoo or the June '96 Cincinnati Zoo shows in their entirety. Highly recommended uh, to just listen to those from from front to back. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this whole show, this episode started with a a, a listener request. So we appreciate y'all listening to us and providing us with, with some feedback. Um, appreciate those of you that are following us on Twitter and Facebook, and of course, thanks to our good friends at Panic Stream for all this great stuff that they're doing for the. For, for the fans and for the community out there. Um, obviously all the folks at everyday companion. Um, and thanks to all of you for listening again. And again, be sure to drop us a line, um, on the Twitter, on the Facebook or whatever other platforms are on. Harvey keeps track of all that stuff. And, uh, but we, we, we love your comments and, uh, and if you have any other requests or shows or show ideas or anything like that, we'd love to hear them. So thank you everybody. Yeah, and, and we all thank you, Jeff, for making the time to uh, participate in uh, this week's episode. Well, it took an act of God to keep me away, Harvey. So, <laughs> barring something unforeseen, I will I will be here until you're sick of me. And uh, it also it also struck me that um, this this episode will be available on uh, June 13th, which is almost you know. It's five days away from the uh, the eleventh anniversary of the of that Cincinnati Zoo show, so it was well timed um, that we did these uh, that this the zoo themed episode um, this week. So I'll do some live fact checking, Harvey. Twenty one years since that zoo show, oh not eleven. <laughs> That's my hand smacking my head because I you know, <laughs> that, the memory is the first thing to go, I guess. Uh, and I also want to point out that the the, the the original request for playing that zoo show was to play the stop go from the first set, which I then decided not to play that I wanted to play the second set anyway. So please go back and listen to the stop go from the first set because that is uh, that's really good. So thanks everybody for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week. Yeah.